after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about the TV commercials, the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. C-virus. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve Has. Hello, Andrew. Today on the show... Let me whiteboard it for you. Actually. <laughs> Is that something people say? It sounds like something people say. I, that's probably been meetings. said in a corporate meeting or two. Are we going to whiteboard this? We're going to whiteboard this. Uh, have you ever been in a room where, um, like, someone was too attached to their whiteboard? I don't. I don't know. I've been in like brain thinky sessions. Brain where thinky sessions. That they're famously are, called. They're writing like things on um, like different colored uh, sticky notes oh, and then yeah. attaching those to a whiteboard and then they I, then they would park something in something they called the parking lot. That's right. Oh, it sounds you like you know a, about the parking lot? Oh, I know about the parking lot. You know about the parking I lot? I worked a lot of corporate jobs. Wow. And um, yeah, the, um, the what is sometimes, a, you know, fancily dubbed an ideation session. It's really sure. just like people with... Markers and whiteboards and what have you. Their imagineering is what they're doing, my friend. <laughs> I think Disney uh, owns the rights to that lock, stock, oh, and barrel. Oh, really? We can, well, let's just put that in the parking lot for now then. <laughs> so anyway, that is the theme of today's show, which um, I'm excited to hear because I will be... <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of these. I watched some of them, but uh, you put the show together, so I'm look, looking forward to seeing what you put together here. Um, all of these are commercials that involve a whiteboard in some way. Yeah, it was surprising easy to find them um, yeah because and most of these are probably like even just running now huh of uh, quite a few of them are yeah. yeah um and the the thing about a whiteboard a commercial that involves a whiteboard is that i have a feeling it was written in a room where people were using a whiteboard yeah right it exactly, has a feeling yeah. of i'm gonna call my password coffee cup pencil desk <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Genevieve's password is coffee cup pencil desk. <laughs> I just got back from an occupational therapy session trying to get yeah, my fingers working again. And that OTOG. Me and my <laughs> occupational therapist, who, you know, we've grown quite close over the past several <laughs> weeks as he sits there and just like, you know, we just sit there and talk while he manipulates my hand and sometimes just holds my hand for a while if I start crying. Um, we came dangerously close to I was going to say like we talk about all kinds of stuff I know more about his life now because <laughs> um, like I, I said something to him like he mentioned I thought he was younger than me but he mentioned that he was already in the military when um, 1989's Batman came out and oh my gosh he's, he, you thought he was younger than you how, yeah how how good of shape is this guy he's in, in good he's in you so. know he's a he's played soccer most of his life you know he's a middle-aged guy but like I don't know. I just think everybody's younger than me now. Also, we're both masked up. He has more hair than I do. Like, I don't know. I thought um, you were going to say you're both masculine. Like, we're both where, very masculine while he holds going? my hand. No. Um, but anyway, today something came up and I was like, wait, you were in the military that long? But you told me that you were in there when Batman came out in 89. I could see him look. He's like, wow, you're really retaining this information. <laughs> anyway, all of this is to say we started today almost by like, talking giving away our personal passwords for things because i was talking about how i can't i'm trying to force myself to type in the proper way now that the mechanism is off of my broken finger and i'm trying to work it again and i said the hardest thing to hit is the exclamation key and well now i'm just telling the listeners yeah i have one unimportant but often used password that has to be changed a lot and i just and trust me this is not something that anybody wants to hack right okay it's just like some dumb audio thing in the bowels of my right. job but i gotta log in every day and it makes me updated every few months so i just keep on adding exclamation points to it i had a root right <laughs> how and many now, do you have now well i will tell you now we're see we're getting very close to what i did with my doctor because now i know what he's doing with his too but we didn't talk about what the root word is but i started by adding exclamation points to the end i got to a point where now i'm adding exclamation points to the beginning wow i have a password that begins with two exclamation points then is the password you just seem like you're super 
then has excited. five exclamation points at the end. And what I the reason it came up is that's one of the hardest things for me to manipulate my fingers because you got to hit the shift key with your broken pinky and then hit the exclamation key with your broken um, ring finger. And yeah, it feels like maybe find a different favorite punctuation. I might have to start thinking about that. Yeah. So look out, Tilda. Here we come. <laughs> it's your time to shine, Tilda. <laughs> Any, anyway... What were we talking about? Whiteboards. Whiteboards. So we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and But for real, how do we get on passwords? I don't even remember. Who okay, knows? who cares? Uh, but you have a bunch of uh, commercials that involve whiteboards in one way or another. And we will check in with the ad council as we always do. It looks like you threw a new jingle in here, V. Got a new jingle that is very All close right. to my heart and Ooh, my experience. Really? Um, and um, some uh, ba- some more background on some things we've talked about in the past, uh, including you mentioned soccer. Uh, soccer will be coming up in the oh. ad council segment. Football. Football. Well, you're. Is that what have you already about? previewed? Did you look ahead? No, I did not. Is, oh, is somebody really is somebody really Wait, getting into that? Somebody really gets into it. It's called a pitch. Listen, people, sometimes it's not easy to find a song about the topic. I think Erase and Rewind is great. Kind of. One of those words. Yeah. <laughs> applies to There aren't a lot of whiteboards. There aren't a lot of pop songs about uh, corporate ideation sessions. The one thing that I was wondering is to stick with our theme of like trying to choose music, like pop music from the 80s, I wonder if we should have just gone with an Erasure song but never explained why we were using it because the hmm. lyrics wouldn't have been on topic yeah but it's about erasing anyway let's not let that hold us back what do you have up first commercial wise well this is one from schwab that has been running in pretty heavy rotation and if you're watching anything that has commercials these days you're probably seeing it and i think this is kind of the one of the this is one of of two or three that made me think like boy this feels like a trend um I just feel like I'm seeing a lot of ads where you have a couple of people in a room where somebody kind of lectures at them using an overfilled whiteboard Mm -hmm. full of, you know, and it's the whiteboard is almost just used to signify like nonsense. Yeah, we're going to we're going to pause on this one and talk about some of the things that are written on this. Have you already done? No, actually, I haven't done a deep dive on this. So I'm looking forward to a close reading. So we have a a couple white couple sitting in a kind of a, you know, typical business office uh they're in the office of their financial advisor um they are of a you know they're kind of getting towards retirement age they're probably older middle age and their investment advisor who is um from an unnamed uh, firm Mm -hmm. is telling them how he on his whiteboard which he has really gone completely bananas with uh, how he's figured out how to help them with their retirement income Retirement income is complicated. As your broker, I've solved it. That's great, Carl. But we need something better Hmm? that's easily adjustable. Has no penalties or advisory fee. And we can monitor. To see that we're on track. Like Schwab Intelligent Income. Schwab. Introducing Schwab Intelligent Income, a simple modern way to pay yourself from your portfolio. Oh, that's cool. I mean, we don't have that. Schwab. One of the things on the cluttered... um, uh, whiteboard says cash equals money. <laughs> um, underneath that is I love that I love that label. It says data equals information about money, <laughs> um, and then it says base equals where we start from. It, it's titled at the top retirement income. You and me by Carl. By Carl, I like. There's just a sign that there's just a, uh, something that says Monte Carlo exclamation point. Yeah, exactly. I love the Monte Cabo, Carlo. Yeah, also circled. One says Cabo. One says Happy Retirement. <laughs> oh yeah, then it says Good Stock Market. Smiley face. Poor Stock Market. Frowny face with a tear. <laughs> These are great. I kind of like this guy. I do. I well, I this guy is not who I'd want as my financial advisor, but I love. I would love to meet the person whose job it was. Yeah. To Design and and make this whiteboard full of hilarious <laughs> jokes. I do love Monte Carlo! Exclamation point. Um, what do you think of that commercial? I think this is like, this is so exact. This is the uh, platonic ideal of the thing that I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, with this theme, which is like the the whiteboard is a signifier of in of 
idea bankruptcy, basically. Mm-hmm. And in this next one, we're going to see there's like not very much on the whiteboard. And in that one, there was too much on the whiteboard. Yeah, but it's, it's both the opposite and the same, right? It, it's yeah. showing the competition, The in this case, yes. unnamed competition, but have, it's this titled McBoardroom. Yes. And board is B-O-R-E-D. Yeah, which kind of takes my, steals my thunder because I was going to make some kind of board pun uh-huh. with art show name. We can still do it. Though. No, I feel like if Wendy's already did it, I'm not going to, that's cheating. Mm. Um, yeah, this is an ad for Wendy's, but like you said, Andrew, it's very much like the same, it's using the same idea, right? Like it's people in a room of a competition and the white, the use of the whiteboard I think is just a signifier that um, this competition is bad. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, of course, it was super cluttered. In this instance, there's only one word on the giant whiteboard, and it says innovation. Man, I wish it said Imagineering. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I say I think Disney does own that. Um, so yeah, so you have a guy in a suit with the word innovation at the on the whiteboard, and then you have a couple of sort of bored-looking employees, one of whom is the comedian um, Zach Brassard, who I follow. I don't know if you follow him on no, social media, but he's pretty name. funny. Um, so it kind of like popped out at me that he's he actually is the guy who says um, at the end, my phone doesn't have insurance. Oh, okay. Do you know him from a TV show or anything or mostly just through social media? I think just through comedy. social media and comedy. Oh. But um, yeah, he's he's like his name was familiar enough to me that when I saw it in the list of cast members for this mm-hmm. in, on the iSpot that I thought like, yeah, I, I, he's familiar to me. Okay. So let's take a listen to this. There's a bunch of people uh, at Wendy's competition. I don't know. Some other restaurant that begins with Mick. I don't know what that could possibly <laughs> Be. The next great flavor from Wendy's is here. The Bourbon Bacon Cheeseburger. With Wendy's signature Applewood smoked bacon smothered in a brand new bourbon bacon sauce. Because Wendy's goes all in on flavor, unlike other places. Innovation is this team's secret sauce. Isn't our secret sauce kind of like Thousand Island? They might be listening. So when he says they might be listening, who who's the they in that case? Just like the general public? I think the... I think Wendy's or oh. Jack, or I guess yeah you're right the general public the idea that people don't know what the sauce on a Big Mac is right is exactly so when he says they might be listening uh, one employee pulls out his flip phone better call stall style better call Saul style and just breaks it in half snaps, it in, snaps half. it in half and then the boss says that everybody must do the same they might be listening Bill's right everyone break your phone get them on the table I don't have an insurance plan for my phone (laughs) (laughs) I also like the woman in the background who she doesn't have a flip phone she just has a smartphone sitting at the table so she starts stabbing it with like a marker it's great yeah that one is actually um, the Schwab one is to me typify although I think the jokes on the board are very funny even though they're very they're thrown away like yeah, you wouldn't almost that. anybody not pausing on this commercial would never see them mm-hmm. um, but this one actually had some good writing in it yeah. and it was pretty funny my phone doesn't have insurance but man you'll pry a cold you'll you'll pry my Big Mac from my cold dead hands because I love that shit that's your number one is it my number one? It's near the top I often get that if I mean you know to the degree that I'm ever at McDonald's but if I'm getting like if I'm going to go, if I'm not just getting like, sometimes if I'm at McDonald's, I'll just get like a happy meal because that's the right amount of food mm-hmm. for my frame. <laughs> for your healthy frame. For my healthy boy. frame. Um, <laughs> but if I'm going to go, you know, full, full calorie bomb, I get the, I get the fries and the Big Mac. I am looking for, this is not a whiteboard commercial, but and I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because it's really... I mean, it's just like we could always just do a show about just the, the gluttony or where it, I just sound like an old man complaining about the state of. <laughs> um, but they Have you ever ha- said get off my lawn. <laughs> well, no. Well, yes. But I mean, not in a, like a grumpy old man get off my lawn kind of way. Just please, you're on my lawn. Get off it. <laughs> the um, Jack in the Box triple bacon cheesy Jack TV commercial called a triple threat. I don't know. I was just watching this. This is on, I think, a lot during um, baseball games. And it's just like. It just seemed like idiocracy to me. And I want to make something very clear here. You're not a proud man. I am not a proud man. I am a glutton in every way. So I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm out here eating healthy and vegan. It's so wet. But this thing, also this has this like, 
some sort of a, like a cheese sauce on it that has like bacon in it, which like obviously that is not to my taste. But there was just something I, I don't know if this, I think this is the question. This is the commercial in question, the one I keep seeing that it just reminds me so much of just like, oh, I know what it was. I think I was watching this commercial and I thought, so what do you say when you order it? <laughs> and I think what you say is, can I have the triple bacon cheesy jack? And that's where I was just like, the, uh-huh. uh, and I was just picturing myself saying, can I get the triple bacon cheesy jack? And that's when I saw myself as a character in Idiocracy. Let's take a listen. With triple the beef, triple the cheese, and triple the bacon, I call this burger the perfect triple threat. But you can call it the triple bacon cheesy jack. They answer your question right there. Yeah, I think maybe that, that it was probably that line. Yeah, and I was probably looks like it just hit me in a way. Do you think like, if you go in so and say, "Can I, I have the TBCJ?" They know what you want. Maybe, or you get a sexual favor. You got to be really <laughs> careful. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. And, and again, you know, if somebody in our audience is listening, and this sounds super judgy, I promise you, like, I'm not trying to he judge you. He eats garbage you. all the I time. I eat garbage yeah. all the time. Like, there was just something about this, and it was that name, just saying, like, okay, like, what, what do I say? With the, the, you know. Since I was a, a lad, I was eating double quarter pounders. What so do you order at Arby's? Um, Arby's. They keep changing the name of it because I only go there like once a year. But it was whatever the Big Montana used to be. Like the biggest thing, you have to unhinge your jaw like a snake to get it around <laughs> it. Or you have to take bites. It's the only sandwich I've ever eaten where you can't just take a bite straight on. It's so huge. you got to kind of nibble around <laughs> it, which is really gross. Um, so again, like I eat garbage and I'm not trying. But there was something about just saying. You uh, don't just eat it. You sort of have to mine it. You kind of have to mine it. You have to like kind of say, Okay, I'm going to take the bite off the top now and a bite off the bottom now and then uh-huh. kind of the side. But there is, I think, something about the, can I order the triple bacon cheesy jack? There's something on the name of it that really stood out to me. So anyway, no judgment, but. You take off the bacon. You tried, even with that cheese whiz looking stuff. That well, the bacon I don't want bit. the bacon because I don't eat but bacon. You, but you'd still take the cheese whiz sauce. On oh, the shit, man. When I was a kid and we would go to Fuddruckers, the greatest part of going to Fuddruckers, besides walking by the open you know, the the glass-walled freezer where they had the full hanging sides of beef. Whoa, is that really? I'd never been to Fuddruckers. Oh, well, it was quite a treat when I was a kid. It sounds filthy. It sounds like a word you shouldn't say. A real experience. And one of the funnest things about it for me as a kid, and I love cheese, is um, Fuddruckers had like a whole, it was a whole different style of thing. It was like a thing no one had ever heard of. And I think a lot of it was like sort of, it was a DIY experience in some ways. And you would get your burger and then there was like basically just a pump station of nacho style cheese. And you could, you know, decide your own amount of nacho cheese that you wanted, wanted on it. So, I, yeah, I'm down to clown with the nacho cheese. And Fuddruckers, so this is a chain, but they had full sides of beef on display that they were actually serving? I guess that's what they were, how they got. I don't know how they got the meat. I mean, you're right. It seems insane now to think like that someone was back there butchering these full sides of beef. Could they have been for show? It probably was for show. But Could if they any, have been lacquered, and if you just anyone tell. out there knows what I'm talking about or remembers going to, I think Five Fuddruckers eventually like got a little bit more uh, norm. Like it, they, they they got a little bit closer to the norm eventually, mm. and I think some of these more outlandish uh, gimmicks that they had went away. But this was, I remember, when, when Fuddruckers was very new. Interesting. And, and maybe was, they weren't so big. Yeah, maybe they could do, uh, like, you know, have more, sort of have the beef right there. So I don't mm-hmm. know how they were, like, operating with these. I don't know what the purpose exactly of these big sides of beef were. But it was memorable. I was trying to see. I th- was wondering if it might have been a southern company. But no, it looks like it was. Oh, it was founded in, in Texas. Texas. Okay. It's, uh, for some reason, I thought I saw Philly pop up. But anyway, I'll do some. Um, I mean, that fits, records. right? Like yep. you're thinking about a Texas company. Yep. Like yep. a Texas company having giant sides of beef visible to the consumer kind of kind of makes sense you ever heard of arthur treacher's sure a fish place i wasn't sure so that made it sway down there too huh? i don't know if we ha- we didn't do a lot of like fish we did not do long john silvers Me uh we really we're not a red lobster family like not that we never got fish like fast food fish but mostly if my family was eating fried fish it was like more like at the beach or whatever 
um, typically not like the like a like a takeaway, like a takeout fish. Yeah, my family, we ate, you know, our fair share of chain restaurants and fast food. Um, it wasn't a huge thing for us, fast food, but we certainly, you know, we weren't too good for it or whatever. But um, we never went to any of the fish places. No Red Lobster, no Arthur Treacher's. But I just saw an article today um, that I might not be able to look at because I have to log in, but it's from the, the one of the Cleveland, it used to be one of the independent you know, newspapers, I don't know who owns it now, but Scene Magazine. Um, but there was just an article today, and then there was one, Arthur Treacher's in Garfield Heights closes. So I don't know if it means just one left in Cleveland or one left in the country, but it does look like, um, I'm trying to figure out, oh, so that's headquarters in Jacksonville, Florida. So it's not like it made its way down to Georgia. It made its way up to Ohio. Yeah, for I guess me. so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, that was we we're just whiteboarding some things there. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of whiteboard, yeah, this show's going to have kind of more of a loose improvisational ideation feel. Yeah. To it. Right. So, hey, look, it's our girl. AT&T. Yes. This is in heavy rotation. Also, it's another whiteboard one. Um, we've got Lily um, Milana Vaintrub. She's. I don't know who she's talking to here, um, but she's talking to two women. And she's got... They're in an AT&T store. They're in an AT&T so store. So these could be customers. Could, I assume they're customers. Or it also has the feel sort of of like she's educating. This is a pro dev and you know uh. exercise. Um, anyway, what she's got next to her is a big whiteboard with a basketball court diagrammed on That's it. That's another kind of whiteboarding, yes. And she's got, and there's also like a, a rack full of basketballs sitting next to them. So she's really in like coach mode where she's like... Do the X's and do the O's and all that stuff. Um, and so she's telling them, but she's using this as a metaphor for how they treat their new customers and their old customers. Interesting. I have not seen this one yet, but again, I can't get that quote that we read the other day out of my head. The the blocking on this, again, is sort of interesting. Even though she's kind of in coach mode, she still has position. And I say she because she says that she's directing these things now. She has positioned a desk sort of in front of her. And that, again, seems to be a reaction to people um, objectifying her and saying nasty things about her body in yeah. public It's forums. funny how much press, I mean, I guess that was just inevitable but when she said that about why she's doing it differently mm-hmm. that has generated so much ink really since we've talked yeah, about just it anytime you google her now um she, or anything to do with her uh, when i was looking for this ad um that's the first thing that comes up like why she's why she's behind mm. furniture now well it's an interesting thing because it covers kind of her midsection and you know she's wearing slack so i'm not even exactly sure what it solves for and i don't need to i don't need to speculate here but or you know whatever kind of terrible things that she was reading that made her feel like this is makes her feel kind of safer or stronger or whatever good for her but um i don't know if i would have noticed without you pointing it out a few weeks ago because now i notice it's like yeah in this if you were just directing this from the ground up without it that as a concern you wouldn't put a coach behind a desk like that you yeah know? it's it feel yeah there's no reason to have the desk there unless it's um a secondary purpose a secondary purpose right yeah. exactly okay yeah let's take a listen to this okay at at&t everyone gets our best deals on all smartphones let me break it down you got your new customers they get our best deals you got your existing customers they also get our best deals everyone gets the deals questions Got it. But why did you use a permanent marker? Because I want to make sure you remember. I'm going to get a new whiteboard. It's not complicated. Mm. All the at and How did the person know that she was using a permanent marker? Yeah. Good question. Mm. Good question. How do we... I mean, you'd have to... I feel like, yeah, you need one more second in this where she goes to wipe it away yes and we see that there's uh it doesn't work and we should say what she's drawing is she's just like kind of like around like the hoop i guess the key area i don't really know basketball I think it's the key she's just like drawing um these circles that represent i assume players and just a bunch of arrows all kind of going she said it right the there it's yeah. new customers and old customers that's right yeah just all kind of shooting towards the hoop there these are like whatever to me they they're they're just sort of like filler honestly these AT&T mm-hmm, ones yeah. like I haven't seen an AT&T one in a while that really made me 
sit up and cheer. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm so influenced by, I like her as a human being, and you want success for her, and then also you add this layer on of people being shitty towards her, and then you want to root for her even more, but you take that stuff aside, like, I think she's generally a charming person, but I don't think the jokes in these are necessarily awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think it could use a stronger writer. Um, Now, this next one, I don't know if you put these together on purpose, but I did watch this, because this also kind of plays with the idea of permanence. Yes, although (laughs) it's it's funny. I do think this is kind of a funny concept, maybe unintentionally. So you have a bunch of kids, like I would say preschool age kids, maybe kindergarten. They're sitting in front of a big whiteboard and they have uh, two teachers and the teachers have written on this whiteboard um, two, I guess, identical lists of pathogens. Um, and then when they go to erase one, they use Lysol to clean it away. And then when they go to erase the other, they use the competition. And the competition doesn't erase the names of the pathogens that it doesn't kill. Yeah, it's kind of an interest. So um, to kind of give away the reveal here for the <laughs> you know radio audience, imagine if you had two lists on the whiteboard and one list was completely written in um, you know dry erase marker. And then the, the other list contains some that were written in the dry erase marker and then some that were written with an indelible marker and then you go to wipe it away it's right. kind of a cool effect kind because of a cool effect. it's not like they just it's not like they're just wiping off half and leaving the rest they're just kind of like wiping the whole thing only some parts yeah. are disappearing and I all think it costs them is one cool. whiteboard that's ruined yeah. <laughs> how many whiteboards do you think um all of these combined on the show sheet how many whiteboards do you think the ad wizards use to make all of these commercials combined? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, the whiteboard budget alone. <laughs> all right, let's take a listen to this. Human coronavirus. I will say in an, in a format where every second counts, they really they spend almost full four seconds just of kids saying we. Yes. At the beginning. It seems extended. Yeah, I feel like they could better use that time to set up the premise of this ad, which is a little confusing. Yeah, and it's just like you see close-ups of their feet as they yeah. shuffle up to the whiteboard. It's like kind of wasted time. <laughs> I, agree. I think they're all saying me. Oh, I guess so. But you can hear the second, you can sort of hear the second breath of that. Like you can but, hear where it could end and then they add it again. I swear they're filling. I agree. I think it's so weird to open it on me versus who can tell me yeah. what what's a bad disease that you see on this board right. or whatever. And what are they saying And what was for? the question that they asked? Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> Human coronavirus. Hepatitis C virus. There are a lot of different kinds of yucky germs, but not all disinfecting wipes are approved to kill the same number of them. Lysol wipes are approved to kill more types of germs than Clorox. Don't pick just any wipe. Try that one. For the ultimate germ protection, she, Lysol The girl that. says, try the Lysol wipe, meaning that she's... They really, they really sort of cheated a little bit with this. Like, no matter how much... No matter what germs the Lysol wipe kills... It's mm-hmm. never going to kill indelible marker. Right. Well, they could have gotten the prop team could have gotten another whiteboard and just set that <laughs> up. But um, also, I think it's a mistake that they the ones that the off brand leave are all in order at the top. I yes. think it'd be better if it was more Mixed randomized. In. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, I actually kind of think the effect is kind of good. Weird use of time, but. <laughs> Um, and then we have this I have not watched yet. And the headline here is confusing to me on the show sheet. OK. The National Republican Congressional Committee versus Dan McCready. Well, that's sort of my own spin on it. OK. This is an ad by the National Repu- Republican Congressional Committee or the NRCC, which they apparently I mean, it took me some a surprising amount of digging, I will say. To figure out what NRCC stands for. Okay. I think Republican has become such a fucking swear word that like they are not bragging about it because it's very hard to tell what this is, who is who you're rooting for here in terms of party. OK, um, this is an ad by the NRCC um, against the Republic. Or I'm sorry, against the Democratic challenger in a um, state congressional race. This is for okay. the North Carolina 9th Congressional District. This is a while ago, 2019. OK. Um, Back then, Dan McCready um, challenged the, I believe, incumbent, who's a guy named and current and current office holder Dan Bishop, 
um, to the op to, to, for the uh, congressional seat. Uh, I think it was in a special election. I'm not sure why. Um, but anyway, so the NRCC, because, you know, they just want the Republican to win. They run a negative ad against Dan McCready mm-hmm. and they do it in the dumbest possible way. Um, they just have a I mean, honestly, they this makes it seem like they're the idiots, mm. but they're the ones running it. Mm. So you got a, a woman sitting at a table, um, kind of an older white guy comes in. He's got a he's already got a whiteboard set up. Um, and on the whiteboard is a photo, a smiling photo of Dan McCready, the candidate that they don't like. And then like a triangle around him with arrows running through the triangle, like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a flow chart sort yeah. of. Like this leads to this leads to this. Right. And then it's a, it goes it's back cycle. around and away we go. And he's explaining why Dan McCready is such a such a creep. Um, and he keeps mispronouncing his name. And for some reason, the woman that he's with, who seems to be his confederate of mm-hmm. some kind, is like she's just exhausted by him. And she keeps correcting his pronunciation of McCready's name. OK, let's take a listen. Oh, yeah, I got this figured out. What? So Dan McGreedy runs an investment fund based on insider tax rate. Oh, he's calling him McGreedy. Right. I, yeah, I see what you're doing there, Republicans. Yeah, oh, yeah, clever. I got this figured out. What? So Dan McGreedy runs an investment fund based on insider tax breaks. McCready with a C. McGreedy's board hired lobbyists to keep those insider tax breaks. McCready. Now, after investors got millions in tax breaks, they became campaign contributors to Dan McCready for Congress. <laughs> Inside Wait, deals. Didn't he get can't... it right the second time? I think so. Why or the third time? Why is she putting? He says it right the final time, and she puts her head I, in her hands. I think it was the best take they had. This is so. I think it was bad. like the only take where this dude didn't Dan piss his McCready pants. for Congress. <laughs> he just said Dan McCready for Congress, and she puts her head in her hands I'm and goes, you, "Ugh." Contributors idiots. to Dan McCready for Congress. <laughs> Inside deals, campaign cash, lobbyists, <laughs> it's Dan. Don't say it. McGreedy, with a G. NRCC is responsible for the content of but this But why did you say McCready a second ago? Did and you why forgot your script and why are you... And what? why is she so exhausted what? by this guy? What? Who are they? Do they? Are they Republicans? I mean, if they, it would almost make more sense if they were like, if it was like a sort of a joke where like, these are the people who work for Dan McCready and they are inadvertently revealing what a bad candidate he is, but it just makes zero sense. That's really, yeah, it doesn't make sense. She's getting more and more aggravated by him, but then he says it right one yes. time, and that's when she's the most aggravated. Like, she's they, just they messed the up their own joke. Yeah, they messed up their own joke. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about this Dan McCready, um, he served as a captain in the Marine Corps before attending Harvard Business School. After graduation, he worked at McKinsey and Company and started an investment firm focused on financing solar power in North Carolina. Would you be interested in knowing who he lost that election to? I'm going to assume it's a good guy. It is not. It is Dan Bishop, who was the lead author of North Carolina's so-called bathroom bill, which prohibits transgender people from using public restrooms uh, that are aligned with their gender expression. Nice. Good. So that's super Just cool. Just good people Just over great, there. Just really, really great sticking people. to their morals. Um, all right. Now, this last one you have here, <laughs> I am surprised to see on here, five-hour energy drink. Uh, yes, this one did have a whiteboard. I just sort of stumbled upon this, but it made me laugh because unlike a lot of whiteboard commercials where the point is you have someone either drawing on it or it, it has been drawn on and with mm-hmm. markers and like the joke is, you know, or the something about it is conditioned upon the fact that you're using markers, right? Like you have the the AT&T one where she she fucks up by using the permanent marker or you have the um, the Lysol one where the point is that it wipes away mm-hmm. the ones that are, you know, the germs that Lysol kills. This is just a guy using a whiteboard to talk about five hour energy, but it's all video. So like the whiteboard is like serves a, zero purpose. It's like a Star Trek whiteboard. <laughs> Yes, I guess it's like a Star Trek whiteboard, but it's such a... Somebody call Ben. Are we like, allowed to do that on the show without checking with him first? Let's not call Ben to talk about a Star Trek whiteboard. He's not going to know what we're talking about because <laughs> um, that's not really a thing. But it is funny to me that like you're making a commercial. You want to show some video in the commercial. You're, you're already in the middle of a video medium. Right. You don't need the whiteboard. You don't need a whiteboard. Or have them stand in front of something and make it a PowerPoint or something. Anything. Or just like have the vi- the visuals, which are video and superimposed anyway, just appear in the air. Like right. the whiteboard serves no purpose here. All right. Let's take a listen to this unless we have to set it up some more. I, it's just a guy talking about five hour energy. Okay. 
What do you think about caffeine? We consume over two billion cups of coffee every week without a second thought. Five-hour energy has less caffeine than some Starbucks coffees. Plus, it has vitamins and nutrients. <laughs> we just see a vitamin <laughs> bottle filling up with vitamins and nutrients. It's simple. Caffeine with vitamins and nutrients. It's the combination that makes it so great. Before you make a decision, get the facts. Try a sip and find out why so many people love five-hour energy. I love it. Because it I keeps me awake. I love the whole thing where dumb people try to act smart yes. like again and not to make this all about politics but i feel like who was the um there was a fox news guy who like would do his like professorial thing and like people would walk away i think your dad loved him of course um God. but like you'll have to be more specific <laughs> but he was like he was like he was the smart one i'm gonna educate you uh, by like having like numbers and not not tucker carlson no no older guy hasn't been on probably uh, in 10 or 15 years i don't know it i mean make, i you know. can, i can you know i can add up all the the minutes that i've watched fox news on to right. you know, one hand you, so. you would know but either way but whatever he was selling seemed so much more believable to the masses who wanted to believe him because it like he was wearing a sport coat sure. with uh, pads on his elbows. With the, with the elbow and then, patches. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So and there's just something about this and there's something about, you know, five-hour energy. And again, hey, we used to keep one in the car as an emergency because, oh, yeah. you know, in but, case you got sleep in your commute. But don't pretend you're like, don't, don't come, don't bring any science to me, five-hour energy. Yeah, and I just don't think that five-hour, you know, five-hour energy I don't think is is trying, you know, if you look at these ad strategies and what, you know, what demographic you're looking for. I'm trying to be so not classist here, but it's yeah. not like the most educated, you know what I mean? Versus if because they're, they're going well, up against Starbucks here very clearly. They're like going they up against Starbucks, Starbucks yeah, as if the reason people drink a cup of coffee in the morning is because, I mean, yes, I need a cup of coffee to kind of mm -hmm. start my day, fully wake up, all of that. But if that was the only purpose that I wanted coffee for, if it was just for the stimulation, mm -hmm. I would just drink an energy shot and, and I have like I when I you know I remember very specifically I took a red eye uh, for a work conference and I arrived basically as the conference was starting oh yeah I remember that and I didn't want to go searching out a cup of coffee mm -hmm. I didn't have time for it I just needed to be awake as soon as I possibly could mm -hmm. so I you know took an energy shot and it helps, you know, it mm -hmm. actually does its job. Like, to me, it's not even a class thing. It's just an approach thing. Like, although I guess what you're, what you're saying here is they're, they're trying, they think that there's room to compete with people who, like, enjoy a cup of coffee in the mm -hmm. morning. Like, that's not why I would, you know, I might, that's not why I would ever drink an energy shot. I yeah. might pour it into booze. You know, or I might. Well, probably not an energy shot. Really, you do an energy shot? Do they put those in the booze too, as opposed to just like a um, or a monster? Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. As, but you know, I I could see it. I could see it as a as an additive to something, but like it does in no way replaces what I enjoy about having a cup of coffee. Right, right. I actually I remember that. What was that? How here's long how I would sell this. Here's let me doctor doctor. Hold on this a second. What was that trip that you went on? Do you remember how long ago was that that trip that you went on where you had to take the red eye and then take the? I mean, I think it was like years ago. I yeah, was, was I think I was ago. still working for the PR. Firm. Do you remember calling me like when you arrived? No, I was actually recording it. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so. <laughs> I don't know why you were calling me Zach and I was calling you Jesse at the time. It was yeah. just it was that stage of our relationship. Right. Anyway, sorry. Fix this commercial, doctor. Well, like I think trying to go up against people who have a Starbucks in the morning is nuts. I don't love the taste of Starbucks, but people drink it because they mm -hmm. enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, what they should be going up against is like somebody walks into their office and there's like a three day old pot of coffee or like mm -hmm. a burned pot yeah. of coffee sitting there. Yeah. It looks really unappetizing. And it's like, uh, this is the pot of this is the mm -hmm. cup of coffee I got to have at the office. Mm -hmm. Not that we have offices anymore, but, you know, yeah, I think this was made a while ago. What's more appealing? Uh, a burned up old pot of coffee that's probably shit coffee to begin with or 
little five hour energy mm-hmm. shot that you keep in your desk. And you look fresh while you take it, uh, as opposed to all the mumbly grumbly people who are drinking like the Yeah, no coffee breath. Yeah. And you know, there's or, like lots of reasons to go up against coffee, but not Starbucks. Or you're running out the door for your commute and you're like waiting, you're standing there, you're watching the coffee be made and right. you're like, Hurry up, I don't have time for this every morning. And um instead you just take a five hour energy drink. You know, there are and again, like I love coffee. There's ways that you can I make our coffee the night before and set the timer and everything. So, like, I'm not saying that that's an unsolvable problem. I'm just saying that, like, you look, it's a for, legitimate the, you look for those yeah. aspects and then you try to compete with that. Say, like, well, it's quicker. It's whatever. But, like, yeah, these health things. But anyway, I think we did a good job there. <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. I think we just did. All right. So that's it for the um, for the whiteboards, huh? although there's probably a lot more lurking out there. I feel like I've seen a million of them. These are just the ones that kind of um, I've seen, been seeing lately or that came up when I did a quick search. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not a new concept. I think it's like I said, I think it happens when you have a bunch of people in a room with a whiteboard trying to figure out what to make a commercial <laughs> about. <laughs> Coffee pencil desk. <laughs> All right, everybody, get at us, ad counselors, with uh, the whiteboard commercials that we missed. Speaking of the ad council, let's check in with them now. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Is this from Alexis? I don't know if it's that Alexis Um, This is from Alexis And Alexis, thank you so much I was thinking about this all week Because of course I had the same thought After we uh, wrapped last week's show We talked about the sentient M&Ms And we were talking about David Cross And you said, has David Cross ever been an M&M? Yeah, I I had a memory of him Yes, and you were absolutely correct He is not technically an M&M but Eminem did a commercial about caramel-filled uh, M&Ms a oh, while okay. back, and he is the caramel. He's the square. Well, that's still an M&M. He's, he's in the room with the M&Ms. Anyway. I mean, he's, he's a, at the he's table. A, he's a kind of M&M. Well, he, in this case, is just the caramel. Oh, really? He's not an actual... Oh, this is not he's how I remembered it. He's auditioning to get it. inside an M&M, which raises another yeah, whole set of right. sort of what's, existential questions. What's that surgery like? Yeah, Do we that's... really have to choose him to be our next spokesperson? Seems like a good fit. But... Okay, so that first voice, of course, is Fry. Yeah, Billy West. Uh, Billy West. Do we really have to choose him to be our next spokesperson? Seems like a good fit. But he's so boring. I'm yawning just talking about him. Well, it's our job to change that. Uh, guys, I think he can hear us. Hmm, sounds like you're on the fence. Why don't I just leave you my resume? <laughs> yes, it's laminated. Mm, no thanks. You're hired. Caramel has been square for far too long. Uh, ow. Introducing new caramel M&Ms. Because he's a little square of caramel. Um, I grew up calling it caramel, by the way. Good but it's story. Caramel. <laughs> Hey, don't be rude. <laughs> don't be mean. Um, but does he come back, though? I've never seen a different one with him. Really? Uh, but, okay. yeah, Alexis points out uh, David Cross is the caramel M&M. In the commercial, he's being interviewed for the job. He's a bit nerdy, hands up his resume, and smugly says, yes, it's laminated. Is that a, He says it like it's a play on words. Well, but it's because just... there he, you know, because... Caramels come in clear plastic. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and she says, although I love David Cross, I agree that sentient edible M&Ms are not cool. Hmm, okay. One funny thing that came to my attention in looking up this ad, the guy who says you're hired is always the big dopey yellow peanut M&M. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Have we already discussed this? Is that him? That's what the iSpot thing said. I didn't notice his voice in that one, although I feel like I... He's doing a voice, so it's not as obviously him. But once I listened for it, I could hear it. Go back and play the very end of that one. Okay, hold on one second here. Let me... While I I kind of fumble about here, can I mention one other thing about that McCready um, commercial that we played before? On iSpot, the only actor that's listed is Dan McCready. I saw that, yeah. interesting. And it's just his photo that's up there, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to um, scrub ahead into this commercial a little bit. You just want to hear the end of it. Can I just leave you my resume? <laughs> yes, it's laminated. Mm, no, thanks. You're hired. Caramel has been squared. Oh, I can for far hear it in long. there. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting that because he's got such a distinct voice anyway, why not. Um, 
you know, just have him be himself, J.K. Or you well, know, the, the yellow, big yellow M&M always has to be a, a big dope. I don't know. Did I find another one here? here it oh, looks I think like you did, yeah. We have, again, the, but you're right, though. He's not in M&M form. We have the square, and I'm trying to make sure that this is a real commercial and not something made on spec. But no, um, we have another square caramel uh, in the movie theater sitting next to a red M&M. This is it. Thank you. I think. Uh, hey, hello. Huh? Oh, sorry. Just going over my acceptance speech. Oh, I see. They are in, they are in a theater not to watch a movie, but they're in like some sort of a, award ceremony. There better be something in there about how you owe all of this to me. Oh, uh, mm, shh, pay attention. And the winner for smoothest spokes candy is M&M's Caramel. Unreal. All right, go out there. Break a leg. Yeah, but I like my legs. Ugh. It says to be continued at the end. Oh, see, that was made especially for the BET Awards. Yeah. I was going to say, this is something that was definitely has the feel of being made for a specific uh, like live TV event. Um, okay, anyway, I won't go searching anymore. I do think it's weird by that point that they actually gave the award to the Caramel M&M, but he's not in M&M form he's still. He's still just a Caramel. He should, shouldn't he have evolved like a Then they have like to exp- tell that whole story. Yeah, well, they have the time. Show us that mad doctor surgery. They have the time and they have the money. All right. (laughs) What else we got? Um, This is from Amber. Uh, We talked about Matthew McConaughey uh, when when you did the sports commercial quiz for me. Mm -hmm. He did a commercial for a soccer team, which kind of surprised us because he's, I think, more associated with football, fandom. Um, But uh, Amber says, you were talking about Matthew McConaughey and football. Um, part of the it's just getting started in his ad and his references to more teams uh, also allude to his part ownership in the MLS expansion team, Austin FC. So, of course, oh, okay. of yeah. course, Matthew McConaughey cannot just do an ad. He has to be like the creative guru director. His t- And I found this. He's He has doing like a vlog, basically, where he talks about Austin FC, his his mm-hmm. uh, soccer team. I will say, I mean, that doesn't make me angry that he owns, like, if he, I do like the fact that, like, he it's just loves. so typical. But he loves his, you know, it's not like he bought a, a soccer no. team in Seattle or whatever. Like, no, that's he's fine. True to the, he's true to the, his Texas roots. He loves Texas. I'm, he I'm does not, love the And sports. he's got a gajillion, a million gajillion dollars, like, if he wants to invest in a soccer team or a, a whiskey or a whatever, um, that's totally fine. And of course, uh, he should. It's just that, like, it's just so McConaughey-ish mm-hmm. that <laughs> for him to not just be an investor, he's he's incapable of silent partnership, put yeah, it that I way. Suppose, yeah, yeah. This is a 17-minute video, so don't play the whole thing. Let's play about half. Just play half of it. He's just like, he's like very greasy-haired. Yeah, um, long hair. He's looking like... Aviator glasses He's looking like hair. mid-90s Woody Harrelson here. Yeah, interesting look. And he's just talking to the camera from what is probably... looks like his... Like a um, an airstream trailer, if I had to guess, he seems like the guy who oh, has an yeah. airstream trailer, and that's very Austin yeah. vibes. We have a friend who um, has an airstream in Austin. Okay, let's take a listen. So, why did I become an owner? Oh, I see. This was just published a couple of months ago, too. So it also may have to do with like he didn't have a camera crew because we're maybe this was still shot while people were being especially careful with the COVID stuff. Well. Coming on my 50s, I've got three children. I travel the world with my job. What's the one game that's always in town? Whether I'm in Reykjavik, whether I'm in Cleveland, whether I'm in New York, whether I'm in Cape Town, whether I'm in Mali, Africa, there's one game that's always in town. Football, as we call it, soccer in America. <laughs> my kids have picked it up. My Sounds wife bad. is Brazilian, so I damn sure better have started picking it up a little more than I already had when her and I got married. Um, so soccer's become a part of my family. Um, secondly, why do I become an owner? I'm into making legacy choices now. I'm not, I'm not interested in being a mascot. Um, I don't mind being out there, being a face of some things, but I'm interested more than just being a mascot. I wow. always dreamed of being in at the he, he heard the Lincoln money start to dry up. He just... Yeah, to crack the record. That. Yeah, but, but to be clear, I, 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 I also I, love being I, a mascot. I, I do. I do like having money. I love having money. Um, he talks that, and then and then what we're gonna get into here, and you don't have to play it, is like, 
he talks about how he loves being his title is something ridiculous it's like something ambassador but it's not just brand ambassador it's like how far in is it can we keep going yeah i can hit play and then he talks about how hard it is to step back and let the experts do their jobs <laughs> help building a team um, I've always studied and appreciated general managers and the great Appreciate. sports organizations that have that have succeeded and lasted. Or there's the All Blacks in rugby, or it's the Patriots in, in uh, American football. They're things that I, I've always loved. What coach learned from coaches, learned from GMs, and learned from owners. And it's here in my backyard, Austin, Texas. So it's right at my feet. It's something I would be I would have been involved with anyway. So I want to get at the ground level and say I want to get in in the capital ownership. And uh, Eduardo Margain, uh, Margain, one of our owners, invited me in, and uh, I hopped on board. And that's why I'm a part of it. When the idea came, okay, I don't know if, unless it's going to happen right here. I don't think we're going to get to that part. Anyway, but that's fine. I you, mean, got we got it. It. you got the gist. All right. Anyway, though, I mean, it is I'm not thing. mad. Like, I, I, I sound funny. madder than I am. Yeah. He's obviously he's entitled to do whatever he wants with his money. Um, he clearly enjoys uh, taking a very active role in these brands that he is the brand ambassador yeah. for. It's just um, so on brand for him. It's He's got affectations that yes. we find just generally Silly. annoying. But in a world where there are so many, you know, terrible people sure. fighting for the wrong things or just not fighting for the right things. And I mean, even talking about LeBron and China, you know, yeah. like um, that's a weird place for me to take this. Yeah, but a good example. But just generally speaking, like the fact that I've never heard anything bad about him. Like yeah. it's okay for us to say like he's not for us necessarily with all of his affectations and whatever. But, you know, He's just I don't want a him guy to be stoned in the town square. Exactly. Well, he's probably stoned in <laughs> the town square sometimes. I hope he didn't give that up. Anyway, um, okay, what else we got? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, this is uh, from Zach. Uh, he says, I'm the weirdo who emailed you previously and mentioned my new hobby of uploading old commercials to YouTube. Oh, yeah. I we think about that. that a lot. But it looks like, you know, I was tempted to get into this game too. But, man... You know, as Zach pointed out in some of our back and forth and emails, it isn't just like, hey, I'm going to plug a VCR into my computer like you can with audio. Like there's all these conversion things that you have to buy and services and like the idea of like just, you know, I loved the the concept of me just going out and collecting VHS tapes, you know, buying every one that I see at a garage sale and coming home and converting it and hoping there's gold in them, Dar Hills. It's way more complicated. So, Zach, I think I have to leave that to you for now. Yes. Um, uh, but if you are interested in his channel, it's CRT Afterglow. Uh, it's his channel name. Um, anyway, uh, he says, here's an ad I found from 1988 with fun visuals and a catchy jingle for Kellogg's Corn Pops. And I think I vaguely remember this. He says, I got a real kick out of it. Thought you might as well. Okay. Now, one thing to know about this is this is sort of like, um, remember the in everything I think I see becomes a Tootsie, Ro tootsie oh, yeah. Roll to me? Yeah, that's a way, that goes back Much older, decades yeah. and decades. This is a very back. similar concept. This kid okay. is just always got corn pops on the brain and everything he looks at becomes made of giant corn pops. Okay, cool. Uh, let's take a listen to this. I was also trying to, wasn't Aaron Paul famously in a Corn Pops commercial? Gotta have my pops. Gotta have yeah. my pops, yeah. Okay, but this is not that. I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up. I gotta have pops! Corn pops popping, popping in my head like popcorn popping and popping in my head. Now he's, he looks at his friend. His friend has this creepy pop head. The bell turns into a corn pop. Now the dog turns into corn pops. Kellogg's corn pops. You can't stop thinking about that sweet popcorn taste. Part of this complete breakfast. Corn I've had corn pops. How are they? I think they were pretty fine. Yeah, I bet they were. Yeah, I, I, I did not eat. A lot of like sugar cereal. I have a weird. I wonder like where I was. They had when kind I of tried like a sweet glaze on. Them, yes, right? and I feel like they weren't stale, but they almost had the feeling of being stale. But maybe I, I don't even remember where I was, so maybe I just had a stale <laughs> box of these things. But I remember feeling like oh, they should have been a little bit crispier. But I don't know. Um, I also wanted to say so again. If you want to follow Zach's channel with all this good retro goodness, it's CRT 
Afterglow on YouTube, and I see in his comment section, they also um, sell a bunch of uh, vintage um, stuff at their Etsy store. Ooh, so cool. if you want to check out some cool items from yesteryear, uh, check them out. Uh, it's called Retro Funverse on Etsy. I figured let's just give an ad counselor a plug. Why not? Why not? All right. Oh, man. Game's going to start pretty soon. What time is it? It's jingle time. Head council, it's jingle time. Hey guys, it's Corinne. I don't even live near one of these stores anymore, but I heard a random reference to Kroger, and this one popped into my mind. Let's go Kroger ring for the best of everything. Including the prize. Bye. I've never heard that before. I let's go Krogering pops into my head periodically. It was definitely a jingle that I grew up with, and um, something I I had forgotten the other lyrics to it. Um, And this uh, I found an example of the of the full song Mm -hmm. here. Um, But the let's go Krogering really was an earworm for me, and always has been. Uh, so you found the original? You want me to play this? Yeah, sure. Can I ask you one thing about Kroger? And I'm just having this sort of memory resurface right now. I feel it both strongly and vaguely, which is <laughs> basically what it's like to live with me these days. I don't think there were Krogers in the area where I lived, but sometimes... If I we think were, they were actually um, an Ohio... Were they, were they born in true? Ohio? I, I feel somewhere in the Midwest. There's a chance, though, that they were in like Southern Ohio and not in Cleveland. And I'm not saying there are no Krogers in Cleveland right now, but it wasn't part of my experience. But I am having a memory. Cincinnati. You're right. Southern okay. Ohio. So it'd been more Southern. If we would go to an area that had Krogers, the thing that stood out to it was they had different grocery carts and I can't remember what was different about them but I remember because every grocery store we went to is a very traditional looking grocery Mm -hmm. cart but we would go to Kroger and there was something funky about their grocery carts and I can't remember what it is I don't remember that but I will say that I have a vague memory that Kroger was a newer fancier grocery Mm. store when I was a kid and I I I feel like again strongly but vaguely um, that I remember when Kroger became available to my parents for shopping, okay. and it was kind of a big deal. Like it was like a a better grocery store, or it made some innovations. I think it was like one of the first grocery stores. Now this was back in the like early, you know, the late nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first grocery stores to uh, have a bakery in house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like Kroger was kind of the way like QFC is kind of like the nice grocery store here, you know, mm-hmm. or like a Whole Foods might be a fancier uh, option. Yeah, it's probably even a better. Exa- I think of Safeway is, or I'm so, sorry, I think of QFC and Safeway pretty down the middle. Now. Yeah, but yeah. you know, every city has its hierarchy of grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And my memory is that and I'd love for anyone to write in who um, who had this experience, who was shopping when Kroger was kind of a new uh, a new thing in your town that it was kind of like, ooh, the Kroger, you know? Well, it says here that in the 1970s, Kroger became the first grocery store in the U.S. to test an electronic scanner ooh. and the first to formalize consumer research. So you're already starting to see some of that. Um, all right. Yeah, I can't find I was also trying to Google these grocery carts, but I, I don't know. Maybe this might be this might just not bear out at all. But I just feel like there was something there that the grocery carts were different. Um by the way, I'm going to play this Kroger jingle here, but while I'm stalling, while I get it loaded here, just to fill time a second ago, I said something like the game's almost on. I I just said that to try to get us talking about time. Yeah. But I forgot, was it last week's show that I was trying to talk about the baseball game and you encouraged people to call in to complain about that? Did we get any complaints about that? I haven't seen any yet. Okay, good. Well, I, I know it wasn't good. I'm not going to do that anymore, but I also appreciate people not hurting my feelings. <laughs> For the best of everything, let's go Krogering. You can always count on us. Let's go Krogering, Krogering, Krogering. Let's go Krogering. You can always count on us. Let's go Krogering. Count on us for everything, including the prize. For the best of everything, let's go Krogering. 
How do you feel about the verb of Krogering? Oh, I mean, I grew up with it. It's like mother's milk to me. It sounds um, sounds a little odd to my ear. Really? Yeah, kind you just got to grow up with it. Yeah, Let's yeah. go Krogering. I like the jingle, though. Yeah, I do, too. Certainly, certainly. All right, let's get out of here. Go Krogering. I'm trying to think. This is going to be a disaster <laughs> because I'm trying to think. Just full stop. I'm trying to think, and this is going to be a disaster. Um, if I didn't know of Kroger as a grocery store, what would Krogering sound like to me? Like <laughs> a little, a little dirty. Was maybe it sounds or like somehow like give someone a good Krogering. Y- yes, there's that. Also, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why, but there's some. It seems like it's in the neighborhood of spelunking, sort of. Okay, yeah. Like oh, uh, we've got I've got the whole weekend ahead of me. I can't wait to go Krogering. <laughs> or like you need special equipment to go Krogering, right? Or or, or like sp- like let's say. Um, Snorkeling is to scuba diving as Krogering is to spelunking. Like maybe it's a more amateur outing. Okay, of, I see it. Spelunking. Yeah. Right. Wow. You don't need you don't need an air tank. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Power out. Way to <laughs> way to just wrap things up cleanly today, Andrew. All right, how can people get at us? If you want to let us know how good the end of this week's show was. If you have some ideas for what Krogering could be. Actually, that would be interesting. Actually, the ad counselors are way yeah. smarter I'll, I'll, than uh, put, Do put that on the Facebook group yeah. um, or call us at 607-444-5597. Uh, that's 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. Or I said, or like I said, visit us on the Facebook group. I like to picture you guys all like getting your whiteboard out and yep. setting up just in front of the family. It. And you're just like whiteboarding Krogering. <laughs> all right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. I'm Pisces rising, and you ain't Hoover, you suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover couldn't touch me.